Welcome to Teach Musically, the music studio teacher's resource for business and pedagogy solutions. My name is Michelle. And I'm Leanne. Today's podcast is all about phrasing and how to teach this important concept to your students effectively. Phrasing is a skill that is needed across all musical disciplines and all instruments, and it can make the difference between a performance that sounds amateur and one that sounds more refined and professional. If introduced in the right way, even our youngest students can begin to understand the concept of phrasing and apply it to their playing. Today we'll talk about how to introduce phrasing to your students and our strategies for teaching it. Before we dive into specifics with our students, we must go over an important first step. We have to define what phrasing is. I define phrasing as a musical sentence, a place where the music naturally comes to a stopping point or where we would take a breath. While the word phrase might be standard for us as adults, many children aren't familiar with the word. Don't be afraid to change up the vocabulary and use language that children are familiar with. You can use words such as a sentence, a melody, whatever makes sense for the child. Now we need to follow up our explanation with some examples and application. My favorite way to demonstrate the power of phrasing is by reading a few sentences from a book. Let's do a little role play to show how to use this technique. I'll be the teacher and Leanne will be the student. So Leanne, I'm going to read something to you. Here we go. Once upon a time, there was a princess who lived in a castle in a faraway kingdom. She had lots of friends and wonderful family. One day an evil witch came to the castle and cast a spell. Leanne, could you understand the story I told you? No, it sounded like nothing. It was very confusing. All right, I'm going to go and read it again. Once upon a time, there was a princess who lived in a castle in a faraway kingdom. She had lots of friends and a wonderful family. One day, an evil witch came to the castle and cast a spell. How was that? Better. Now I understood the story. But I said the exact same words. What was different the second time that helped you understand better? You took some breaths and pauses and you added feeling and expression. Exactly. I emphasized certain words and I took a breath after each sentence. I changed the way I said the words to give them meaning. We can do the same thing in our music, and it helps bring the music to life. This conversation can be more or less detailed and technical depending on the age and level of the student. This discussion is a great opener to the concept of phrasing, as it directly relates to how kids learn to read in school. They learn to pause at the end of a sentence, take a breath, and to change their inflection based on punctuation. A great next step is to take this concept and apply it to a piece of music. Start out simple by having your student identify phrases. A fun way to do this is to select a piece that has very clear phrases and play it for the student. Ask them to clap their hands when they think the musical sentence has finished. You can add in more fun and movement to this activity by changing up the action. They can jump, tap a tambourine, or play a drum when they hear the end of a phrase. Get creative here. Most students can instinctively find the end of a phrase during this type of activity. For those that can't, you can help them by slowing down at the end of each phrase and making it really obvious. You can also use your body language and facial expressions to hint to them that the end of the phrase is coming. Don't feel discouraged if your student doesn't get it right away. This is a process and a skill that needs to be practiced over many lessons. Eventually, your student will get it. After you introduce and practice the concept of phrasing with your student, you can start to work on applying it to their repertoire. If your student is a beginner using a primer method, you can use the lyrics to your advantage. Oftentimes, lyrics are written to match the phrasing of the music. 
ask your student to find and highlight all the periods of the sentences. In higher levels, it can be beneficial to have your students create their own lyrics to a piece. The lyrics can not only define phrases, but can also reflect the character, tonality, narrative, and meter of the piece. Michelle, I believe you have a great example of this from a sonatina. I do, but I can't take credit for it, as it was passed down from a wonderful teacher at a workshop that I attended. She created lyrics to Diabelli's sonatina in F major, opus 168 number 1, to help students understand phrasing and also to ignite their imagination and storytelling capabilities through music. The lyrics are set to Cinderella's fairy tale, which students easily relate to because who doesn't like fairy tales? But I'm sure you can definitely come up with your own version that would click with the student. In her story with the Cinderella fairy tale, the first theme is about Cinderella and goes something like this. Now bear with me, I'm a pianist, not a vocalist, so here we go. You are pretty, Cinderella. You are lovely, Cinderella. You like dancing, you like to sing songs, and everyone is oh so happy around you. The second phrase could be something about the prince to subtly show the connection between character and contrast between phrases. To show the magic and drama that development sections usually have, we could use the concept of that fairy godmother before we return back to the lyrics to signal the recapitulation. For example, in the development section, we could sing this. You are crying, Cinderella. What's the matter? It's not fair. Don't cry, baby. Don't cry anymore. Don't cry anymore. I'll make you happy, girl. By setting lyrics to a piece of music, you can easily and naturally access a child's imagination and explore storytelling, breathing, phrasing, and even emotions. Another great tool is to have students mark the phrasing directly in their music with a colored pencil or marker. You can start by playing the piece for them in its entirety to let them get a sense of the phrasing. Then, go phrase by phrase with them and have them mark it in the music any way they like. Get creative here. You do not have to use traditional phrase markings. You can have students make up their own special symbol for the start and the end of the phrase. Students will have fun color coding and using their special symbols, and it will serve as a visual reminder of where these phrases are. Now that our students know what phrases are and how to identify them, we need to teach them how to execute the phrases effectively. Musical phrasing is extremely detailed, nuanced, and can vary from piece to piece. While we understand that there are no clear-cut rules that can be applied to every single musical phrase, there are general rules that we can teach our students to help them get started. The most basic rule is to follow the shape of the phrases. That is, when the notes go higher, you can make a crescendo. When the notes go lower, you can diminuendo. Additionally, phrases should end softly unless marked otherwise. Piano teachers can teach their students to lift their hands off the piano using their wrists to create a gentle and musical ends of phrases. Each phrase should also have a peak. That's the most interesting or exciting part that the music leads to. Oftentimes, this is the highest note in the phrase. Create discussion and independent thinking by asking your students what they think is the most interesting note or chord in the phrase. This can often open a discussion of how phrasing is subjective and there may not always be just one right answer. If your students are struggling to find the peak of a phrase, a great tool is to have them sing the melody out loud. 
Our voices are amazing because our breath naturally shapes phrases and can guide us when making musical decisions. If your student is too shy to sing, you can sing for them and ask them to listen. Additionally, you can encourage them to sing in their head as they play. It is amazing what a difference this can make at all levels. Now that we've given you a process of introducing, teaching, and applying phrases, here are a few extra tips and tricks to have up your sleeve. As teachers, we would have a much easier job if students listened to what we said with no questions asked. Unfortunately, this is rarely the case, and it is our job to help students understand the value and reason behind what we ask of them in order for them to follow our instructions. You could be met with apathy from a student when it comes to phrasing if they do not understand its value. Something I enjoy doing is playing the same piece two ways, once with beautiful expressive phrasing and once with no phrasing at all. Then I ask them which one they liked better and why. This is usually quite eye-opening to the student as they can hear that although I played the exact same notes, the music sounded completely different. Another idea is to record your student and have them listen back to their own playing. Oftentimes we can make corrections or suggestions over and over, but it is not until the student hears themselves that they can understand the reasons or needs for our ideas. This can be quite an eye-opening experience for students and can be used for many reasons beyond phrasing, such as rhythm or dynamics. In addition, make use of professional recordings. This is a great idea for your intermediate to advanced students, as it can give them musical ideas and open discussions about what they liked or didn't like about another performance. Phrasing is one of the many skills that takes years to learn and master. Remember to be patient with your students and use a variety of techniques to gradually increase their understanding of phrasing throughout their studies. Eventually, with your guidance, they will begin to apply phrasing to their music intuitively. Do you have any tips for teaching phrasing? Let us know in the comments below. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe for more great podcast episodes. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and online at teachmusically.com. Until next time, happy teaching! Happy teaching!